1: to the Celtic Down Under podcast. On today's podcast we will be talking about the virtual season ticket fiasco, league reconstruction dramas that have been going on and then we'll be focusing on the recruitment for our upcoming 10 in a row season. I'm your host Jared and I'm joined by John as usual. How are you going John?
0: Very well, very well. You know, getting on, works getting busy. Good to get back to normal a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's uh, slowly but surely getting a bit better over here in Australia. So, uh, yeah, I think we're through the worst. Think, I think we're, we're through the worst. Looks that way. So, fingers crossed. Touch wood. Smack yourself in the head. All that sort of stuff that you need to do for that. But yeah, yeah things are getting better. So. Uh, yeah, onwards and upwards for us, and I hope everyone overseas listening is uh, it's getting better and they're all healthy and safe. And uh, Yeah, definitely, stay safe. Getting through it all, so yeah, just to uh, start off, we'll uh, just give a quick plug to our um, social media channels, so we're on Twitter and Instagram at Celtic Down, on Facebook we've got a page and a group under Celtic Down Under, so if you like what we do on here, give them a like and a follow. There's memes, there's pictures, there's articles getting shared by a few different sources that we've linked up with and have an agreement with, so um, get on board there. Also, we are looking for the upcoming 10 in a row season to get a couple more podcasters involved with our weekly podcast. So at the moment, we're just podcasting every couple of weeks over the off-season, but once the games ramp back up, we're going to have a weekly podcast again, so... Yeah, if there's any Australian or New Zealand-based podcasters out there or Celtic fans who want to get involved, reach out to us through the social media channels we just mentioned, and uh, we'll have a discussion and hopefully get you on board. Mm.
0: Instead, it's You know, it's just easy, easy going. Doesn't that, like nothing serious. Just if you're interested, you know, um, just to talk rubbish with us,
1: you know, it's the old vibe of you know, just get on here, have a chat about Celtic, and at the end of the day, no pressure. I just it's like some blokes at a CSR at a pub pre-game just talking shit about their, Celt- their yeah. Celtic football club. So that's all this is about. So if you get, want to get involved, get in touch. Awesome. So we uh, will start off with the first topic that I mentioned: the virtual season tickets. A massive fiasco that's happened with people have to buy their regular season ticket. Um, You can have families who have a season ticket pass, but then they're going to pay like the usual whatever they say it is, 600 quid, 300 quid for a kid, whatever the values are. Sometimes over two grand for a family, but then the virtual season tickets that they all get is, if you're a season ticket holder, you get access. But if there's four people in one house who are all season ticket holders, you're only going to use one of those. So there's the massive, we're paying two grand plus, we're only getting access for one code not for four and a whole bunch of issues going on what's your take on it all john yeah ah, uh, do you know
0: it's kind of really complicated like i i have such um conflicting views on this to be fair like i think i think it's really worth like breaking it down so right we've been so we've also been told that any any celtic fan a buy a season ticket uh, won't receive on the twenty twenty one season ticket won't receive any refunds or reductions as well, but any refunds at all if um you know they start opening up that like you buy your virtual season ticket at the price it is, you know, six hundred quid round about that area. Uh you won't receive any refunds if you start you know, if if sorry, if um you go to like all the whole way through the season and there's no games uh sorry Park, because that's a possibility right that's a complete possibility that they're just this whole next season nobody gets to go watch a game live so you, gotta be, you don't get any refund on that you have to buy the ticket and that's what the ticket is right and then you know we've also then engaged this high-end um production companies a production company or like um digital sports media firm is it sunset plus or something like that
1: yeah the guys who are involved with the current coverage that we've just had that's no longer around was it bt sports or something like that yeah it yeah was there a mob
0: yeah so it's the, yeah it's all of the, it's all of that lot to come in and do um it, it, so they, they're, they're also if i'm right in saying they're doing you know all like the preamble stuff the analysis after the game but they're also doing the commentating during the the games, right? That's that's what I imagine. Yeah, so it's going
1: to be like you'll get your Chris Sutton's, your,
0: yeah, Michael, your Michael Stewart,
1: those sort of guys coming on doing the pitch side pre game. You'll have the people back in the studio doing the half time. Then you'll have exactly, the post game yeah. stuff. So the, good to partner up with people like that who have the know how because another part of what I was going to get into a bit later is you look at Celtic TV and what the content is at the moment, you compare what you're going to be getting on the virtual season ticket to what you're currently getting production-wise game day on Celtic TV, it's apples and oranges. Mm.
0: I, it's right, and, and maybe slightly out of tangent for the point I'm making, but are the, are the two supplementary, right? So like Celtic TV, all of their content and all of that, you know, good stuff. Does Celtic TV get like any of that? Does that clap get pumped up or is it they like, going to be two completely
1: separate things? I think they're, I think they're two separate things. They're right. going to be two completely separate things, and that's the that's part of the bigger issue because, okay, if I wanted to get Celtic TV over here and like HD, I'm probably looking at about 30 bucks a month, something like that. So it works at mm. about $360 or something Australian. So mm. that's probably, what, about 250 quid, something like that? Uh, yeah, roughly, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm all the way over here paying 250 quid and I'm getting all that old games I can call up, I can watch youth team games I can watch the women play I can get the games on Celtic TV and watch them why is it so cheap for me all the way over here but the people who go to exactly. the games every weekend put their bums on the seats put their money into the club more than I would like these four families I'm saying four people two grand why are they going to pay two grand for something I only have to pay 250 pounds for yeah so makes that's, no and, sense
0: and, that, and then that's the other element right? so, there's all, so that's the other thing like you also have not only because two grand at any time of the year, any time of life is a 2000 pounds is a lot of money to spank. That's just fact, right? That's just, like, even if you've got a family bringing up and you're spending two grand to go watch football, which is your pastime hobby, be honest, right? And way life, all of that, right? But it's, you know, it's not essential. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It could go to something else. But so then obviously other Celtic fans are making a point, which is, you know, this pandemic means that people have had three, four, five-month cash flow problems, right? And then Celtic has saying, well, we're not, we're not reducing the price of the season ticket. So with all of that, I still can't work out what Celtic was supposed to do in this situation. I kind of don't get it because one-third of Celtic's revenue is through tickets, it's through season tickets and it's through tickets on the gate. If we were to reduce that 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 revenue, that's a, that a seriously impacts the business of Celtic, which means we can't do basic stuff. We couldn't we can't do the you know the good stuff we do with Celtic TV because multimedia is one of our biggest biggest expenses. so that gets, you know, turn, gets reduced and gets a bit shitter again. We can't um, acquire players at anywhere near the prices that, you know, Celtic fans uh, from recent years have been demanding. You know, Julien was bought for seven millions because we kind of demanded it, right? We had never bought a player that caliber since Sutton. You know what I mean? Like, Eduard broke the bank, yeah, but that was only the season before, and we really didn't, you know, we were buying players at around three, four, five million. So, uh, and plus all of that, Celtic are going to be impacted financially by the crisis. So they need to make up, Then it and I guess that's not really fucking Celtic fans' problem, right? Like, you're, Celtic are making their revenue problem Celtic fans' problems, and I totally get that opinion. But then at the same time, Celtic fans would also be really upset and annoyed if Celtic took that responsibility and said, it's our revenue problem and then scaled everything back, we would then be saying, why have you scaled everything back for the turn in row season? Why are you not pushing forward? So I, 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 again, like I'm saying before, like everything's massively, I, I don't think there's a good situation in this. I think what we've tried to do is make the best of a really bad situation by doing, um, this sunset plus, multimedia deal thing and bringing in son and bringing in michael shirt and doing all the you know bells and whistles and just trying to make the best of what we've because we've been dealt a really shit situation
1: yeah it's definitely a catch-22 situation because if you look at it it's as you just said it's you got to look at the overall picture the poor punter in the stand has basically been Basically told, hand over your cash or you'll lose your season ticket because there's eight thousand on the current waiting list. So they're kind of trapped. It's either I'll pay the money get my um, keep my season book because for the ten in a row season, in the off chance that we return to games in the new year, then I'll be there in the stadium for the ten in a row. After however many years, there's I seen online someone was talking about on Twitter that their their granddad's been a season ticket holder for 33 years. And unfortunately he's gonna miss the ten in a row because he can't afford it. And the the grand the grandkids all were chip trying to chip in but even they can't afford it. So it's situations like that it's a bit unfair on the people who have been there in the chairs week in, week out. But at the same time I can understand the club side of it because yeah, as you said, if if the club goes this is our problem, then all of a sudden Edward'll be sold, I will be sold Yes, we, can't it. Be sold. we won't sign Forster there you go there's 40 million there's the money that they'll lose on season tickets bang gone easy we'll get some money in but then do we have replacements is Afalabi going to be ready to come in and they are they going to be ready to come in and challenge for that or even Bayo mm. for Eddie's spot and be at the same quality no Yeah. no like the only one of those four I rattled off that we could really afford to lose, if anyone, is in champ, because we're absolutely loaded in the midfield.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have to admit, you saying that about the old man um, not being able to see 10 that that's heartbreaking. That generally is heartbreaking. But then, well, no but. I didn't mean to say but. But, um, yeah, I'd say that Celtic, any problem Celtic has... The Celtic fans have that same problem, and any problems that Celtic fans have, Celtic has that problem. And what I mean by that is, if Celtic has a cash flow problem, that's a problem for Celtic fans. And if Celtic fans have a cash flow problem, that's that's a problem for Celtic because we keep splitting this into, you know, against each other and and you know, but it's it's the same thing. It's the the one and the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It's um, you can't have one without the other. So sometimes, unfortunately, there's a massive divide between the board and the fan base. But in times like this, it's um, yeah, it's we're going really, I, to come I, together. I don't
0: have I don't have an answer I don't and I, and I think it's also really easy for me to be like oh, I, uh, this I, I can see everybody's problem because I don't really have the problem right now do you know what I mean like, I'm not buying a season ticket and I, I don't have you know kids to worry about I don't have any of those responsibilities which is a it, it, you know watching Celtic is like I know I'm saying it, it is like a way of life and stuff but it's a it's a big part of You know Celtic and Scottish culture, all of that. The Wednesdays slash Thursdays, the Saturdays slash Sundays. You're getting out. um, You know you're enjoying something to its fullest. It's not. It's not just about watching Celtic as well. It's about seeing your friends. It's about community. It's about and all of that. So that and that then is also financially, um, you know, a burden in in the best of times because it's such an expensive pastime to then chuck in you know global pandemics and cash flow problems and revenue and stuff it's like oh christ I, I totally get the frustration and i'm in such a luxury where i don't really have some of the inhibitors um so i i, I can really just say look you know i, I can't see a I, I i don't i don't have a solution and i get everybody's point of view and that's what i can really do to be honest
1: yeah agree with you on there again it's um Unfortunately, no matter what happens, if someone's going to be um, upset, whether it's the club, the, the whether you're upset at the club for selling players to fund you know, these reductions or these new things we need to do, if you're, um, if the club doesn't do that and they want you to pay, well, then not everyone's got the cash at the moment. People are cash poor because of, as you said, the, the global bastard that's come through called coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever they want to call it, so... It's, it's there's just no winners in all of this. At the end there's of the no, day, it's tendero season. I'm no matter what I say is gonna be a grain of salt. Is same for you because my money is in my pocket over here. It's not me stumping up the cash. So yeah,
0: exactly. That's exactly that's that's it, isn't it? At the end I of the mean, day, I
1: everyone's just got to do what's best for them in their own situation and hope like yeah. hell that things work out
0: that's exactly it and 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 the best i mean look the best we can do from over here to you know and it's not necessarily doing our part but i guess because we're getting from out of it but you know chucking money into celtic tv and and putting revenue in that way because we don't have to buy that's really the only Or, or you know buying merch and all that stuff that's the best we can really do from over here i also heard this well i don't know if this is right or not but i heard uh the V12 finance who are the guys that um if you didn't want to buy a season ticket outright you know you can do your monthly payments and um you do it through V12 finance and stuff i heard they've been having bloody issues as in like system down or you know applications not going through and everyone's sort of panicking about that as well because if you can't afford 600 quid just to spank which very few people can afford 600 quid just to spend in one go Um, but then obviously you're trying to do your monthly payments and even that's not working you're like well what the hell am I supposed to do now like I ain't got 600 quid I can't even get this 50 quid a month to work and it's not getting cheaper and all of this Ah, like yeah
1: Christ anyway do your head in yeah, it would do you'd, my head in. You'd probably I'd, just want to run headfirst into you know, a brick wall because it'd be less painful at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, and what's really important is we don't turn into Partick Thistle. We're the only people that have got season
0: tickets and can afford to go to Celtic are the bloody middle-class Celtic fans because I know you're out there. <laughs> you definitely exist.
1: Ah, uh, geez, Patrick Thistle, yep. They get mentioned. And it's a perfect little segue to the next topic we had, which was League Reconstruction. So... Uh, oh. Yeah. finally this thing feels like the never ending story it's been um, one of those things where okay there was a vote and and Budge runs the whole thing it goes it fails then there's 20 other different people with different ideas and then it finally went to a final vote got rejected staying at 12 10 10 10 for the leagues for next season um, the thing I find funny about this is Pot kettle black sort of situation where you've got Ian Budge coming out saying, "Oh, there's a lot of people with um doing what's best for them." Uh, no shit, Sherlock. Because <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of the day, every club's going to do what's best for them. Why would you want if every club's short of money and there's a the TV money is allocated to 12 things Why would you want to have 14 and lose a bit of money off the back of not having any games for six months or whatever? So. I totally agree. The other thing is we've been pushing as a club, as a fan base, we've been wanting League Reconstruction and SPFL Reconstruction and everything like that for years, and no one wants to hear it. It's, oh, Celtic fans are just soaking it up again. And suddenly, you know, clubs get relegated because of a global pandemic, and suddenly it's, like, the most urgent thing ever. I just find it unbelievable. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, again, I was pretty
1: gutted that it was
0: voted down. And it was voted down massively by, like, landslide. I, don't, I actually don't... Did they ever actually get to a vote? Because I, I think I read uh, that it was, like, indicated rather than voted. As in, like, they went around all the clubs and asked them, how are you going to vote? And they said, we're not going to vote for the reconstruction. It was only like 14 out of 42 said um, they would have voted yes or whatever. Now, that's 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 losing by a lot that's not losing by a little bit and then having to convince one or two that's a huge amount
1: that's the old primary school getting dacked in the schoolyard and then having to run around to try and you know catch a person who dacked you yeah it, yeah it's just some, put some benny hill music over the top of that just for <laughs> reading the articles and all the info on it and pretty much sums it up at the end of the day my whole take on it is league reconstruction is required yeah, However, is. now is not the time because why should teams... like Teams are going to say, oh, we shouldn't be getting relegated because on the point points average because we could have still survived. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you could have dropped more points like you've been doing all season. On top yeah. of that, you've got why should teams get an out for getting relegated now because in the future then you set a precedent if something happened again and games had to be called off so you don't want to do that from a sports administrator side of it mm. and the last thing all I have today to say is suck eggs heart you uh you a shit and you deserve to be it, relegated it's your own fault because you have you run poorly with Ann Budge in the office and you were run poorly with how badly she was up Craig Levine's ass and yeah how badly he is. That guy's a dinosaur of a coach, so you deserve what you got. So shut up, enjoy yeah. the championship, and we'll see you around the traps if you survive. Get in your little box, hearts, and sit down and be quiet. Know your, the quote, the rock, know your role and shut your mouth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, 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 I'm really for league reconstruction. I don't think it's ever going to happen now because I think some. Uh, the only way it's ever going to happen, and it, let's be honest, this is probably how it's going to happen if it ever does change, knowing Scottish football. But it, it's something, it, there'll be a detriment to Scottish football first they'll go oh everything's not working out and then they'll change instead of everyone being smart and being like hmm, should we change it so that nothing actually turns out shit and you know blah, blah 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 no they won't they'll not do that something but something bad will happen and then we'll talk about changing it then
1: how it what what i think will happen i'll put on a hat claim that i'm Nostradamus and just go on the, go on the record i reckon out of this you've got 42 teams senior clubs in the SPFL yeah they're all, they're all not going to survive let's be honest Let's no, that, that's honest. a
0: real shame. A lot There's, of going down.
1: Yeah. Disappearing. They all won't survive. So realistically, if you ended up with a 16-team top tier and then 12-12 off the back of that, what's that, 40 teams? Mm. 16 plus 24. yes, yeah, 40 teams. So if two drop out off the back of this, that's where your reconstruction would happen. Or
0: I think we'd be lucky if it's just two. Yeah. I reckon that we'd be doing really
1: lucky. Or you'll end up with like a a fourteen team top tier eventually, and mm-hmm. then you'll end up with like ten and ten and you'll you'll lose a whole division. you gonna yeah. there's gonna be a lot of clubs if League One and Two don't go ahead, they're being told they can just put the season on freeze for you. So that's why Thistle's losing it because they just did a sunderland and got back to back relegations.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what's
1: happened. So they've got no money coming in. They've got players they've got to pay who are still on full time contracts from when they were in the Premiership. And now, if that league's put on freeze because all these other little clubs in the league aren't going to be able to afford it because they make all their money on season on oh no, season tickets and tickets through the gate and everything, then why would they want to open their doors and play the season? Because this they'll lose it. money and they'll go they'll go bankrupt. So this is it. I doubt we'll see much. We'll see League One or two this season. We might see a really condensed version later on, maybe in 2021. But the talk is that. Late, the championship's only going to be 27 games now and starting up in September I saw this yeah
0: I just think it's madness I, I, I generally really I mean if if I was somebody who was you know a bit more you know into this and you know, I'd, I'd, I'd probably try and start some sort of petition or you know grassroots movement or something like that but like it it's it's really just it's so short term thinking from Scottish teams really, really short. I'd actually be really interested, really, I think everybody would to see what teams voted yes and I'd also want to see re like a bit of transparency you know for whatever reason, every opinion's valid why they didn't want the league reconstruction because I imagine that truly. Celtic and Rangers would have definitely voted for a league reconstruction, a hundred percent, right? I think Aberdeen, possibly, I think Hibbs, obviously Hearts, um, probably, maybe not Motherwell. Well, I mean, no, maybe Motherwell as well. So the bigger teams definitely. I reckon the ones that would have voted against it would have been smaller teams who were worried about losing, in the in the um, Premiership. Smaller teams that would have been lost and would be losing out on sorting Rangers revenue from away fans. Yeah, that
1: the way, that's, yeah. yeah the, the way I'm looking at it, the clubs who would have been against it guarantee would be like your Hamilton Naki's and your Saint mirren's and your Saint Johnsons, those sort of clubs. Yes, exactly. At, at that yeah. level, um, Aberdeen were against it. I know that for a fact because with their budget, okay. they've lost about five million pound. They will by the time the new season starts and their owner has come out or the set chairman or whatever has come out and said yeah we don't support it because we don't we don't want to take the hit on the tv money going 14 ways instead of 12 absolute madness and they, they need their money because they're trying to build their new stadium and stuff so yeah
0: you know, yeah yeah no
1: no i get
0: i get that but then in this big shiny new stadium, would it not be better to have a much higher standard of top tier Scottish football, so you can get more, oh I don't know, TV deals, so you can get more bloody money, mate? How this is exactly what I mean. How short term thinking is that? That's unbelievably short term thinking.
1: Well, going to throwing putting on a, a former life of mine's hat, where the old sports administrator background that I had, were from way back in the day, is. I see this as a good opportunity for clubs. And not just League Reconstruction, but there's the whole flow on effects. People are cash poor, as we've mentioned earlier, with the season ticket stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect example and opportunity for clubs like St. Johnson, clubs like Killy, clubs like Motherwell, those sort of ones, to be leaders within their community, step forward and go... We love you. We support you guys. Let's um let's back this up, and we know you're all a bit cash poor here. So twenties plenty. Tr- yeah. Clubs have been wanting to bring that in for years. How much good, like goodwill, and faith in that could you get within your community if you stuck to twenties plenty off the back of this per ticket, and then also how many new fans would you get coming forward because there's not going to be a lot of things people can do. Life's going to be different. Where you go on the weekend, the kids would play football. Well, mm-hmm. local domestic junior football is not going to be around for maybe another six months or so. Yeah. So if you love football, the dads or the mums are going to want to take their kids to games. But if it's, if it's $30, 40 bucks a ticket and there's a family of five going, if it's $30, well, 150 quid? That's like a quarter of a season ticket at Celtic. Why would you do that? I 100% but agree. If it's 20s, plenty. It's only 80 quid. Now you get a family ticket, you might get two kids for 10 ten pound, and two adults for 20. There's 60 bucks. You're laughing.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. You get a lot. You'll, you'll get a lot of um, oh, uh, well, well, casual fans, but um, there's plenty of casuals in Scotland anyway. But um, yeah, no, I I, I, I 100% agree with everything. That whole sentiment. I I, I mean, I I do think. Uh, Scottish football needs a lot of um, rework league reconstructions 20s plenty. I'm a fan of moving it to summer football as well I think everything we've been saying plus the fact you'd score holidays during the summer getting um, you know don't have to have the commitments of weekends and all that stuff because you can do it any time and it's going to be sunny in Scotland (laughs) I know it's a shock it does happen in the summer but you know, you get more people wanting to come and watch live football when it's relatively warm. I say relatively because it ain't getting it past 25. Um, but then, you know, it's not minus two on a December and you're walking through sludge and sleet and snow and all of that stuff. And, you know, that's actual it's actual a slog. To go out and watch Celtic live when it is bitter, bitter cold, and you do it because you're very passionate about Celtic, but you get so many more family and you know people who are just bored and all of that stuff in the summer as well. I think so, Scottish football needs a bit, a lot of work. I, maybe right now everyone just wants to see you know steady the ship um, with everything going on, and maybe we'll need to readdress this stuff when we're in a better position.
1: Well, we've got the um, the A League over here, and they have the theirs is in the summer, and they have like a month of summer football. And what they'll do is they have a game every day for pretty much a month. But the problem is, it's 35, 40 degrees during those games, so the quality of football is rubbish. So yeah, and let's honest, it,
0: it like it, the winter here is hotter. Yeah, and yeah, than it is in Scotland in the summer.
1: <laughs> I was, I was actually looking it, at that today, and down here in Melbourne, it was like only four degrees cooler or something like that than it is in Glasgow at the moment and it's summer over there and it's the summer, winter here. So Correct. Yeah, like, and
0: it's and it's quite cold in Sydney right now, as well it's the same.
1: <laughs> so if we flip the if we flip the seasons over here, like they need to go to a winter season here and they need to go to in Scotland if they went to a summer season, that could possibly work as well. But you know, that's the people like Neil Doncaster and those guys to, you know,
0: I think they're just seeing through the rough weather and then, you know, um, the choppy waters once that passes. And it's just – what's a shame is what I was saying before is we'll get through this. Everybody will stop talking about it. Everybody will forget because we'll go back to goodness and all of that stuff. And, and then it will take another fucking big – maybe not a pandemic, but, you know, it'll take some other big bloody thing to happen before we go, oh, remember all that stuff that we were debating, which was like, we all said was really important. Should we all bring it up again? Yeah, that sounds good. Scotch uh, football, isn't it? You take it as it is.
1: Yep. And just to finish off the League Reconstruction stuff we were talking about, you got Hearts and Thistle, are threatening legal action, apparently talking to lawyers about getting relegated because of all this. I didn't touch on this earlier, but the thing I find funny is how stupid are these guys if they do this? Because if they sue the league, they can get their, their uh, license revoked. So yeah. if, they, if they really want to do that and put a pause on all the leagues starting up again and um, you know, having the other clubs getting absolutely feral at them because they're stopping them getting out there playing, making money, while they're having to pay wages and make more clubs potentially go broke, well, these clubs will then get sued by all them as well, counter-sued yep. and... They uh, will also uh, probably get kicked out of the league. So,
0: yeah, no, and, and and actually, they have absolutely zero legal precedence on on what they're doing, like none, because um, the SFA is a you know an association run organization, um, and we all voted to end the season. We all we all teams agreed the season will end where it ended. And so it would be champions. That was a, un- a unanimous decision. So all of that other, you know, um, his the potential legal grey area that's been resolved, right? That's that that has been resolved through the democratic process of the Scottish associations. So I have absolutely no clue what Hearts, especially, um, has has as the basis of their argument to take the SFA to court what are they doing it for they haven't they haven't broken any of their own rules if they go to arbitration they're just going to be told you agreed to end the season therefore you're agreeing to be relegated you voted for that we also everybody voted not to reconstruct the league so you before we decided to have the league reconstruction stuff you were technically relegated so where is your what action are you seeking what's your prosecution because there isn't one i i generally can't see one
1: they're absolutely on a hide into nothing if they go down that path as well so enjoy the championship hearts yeah you suck (laughs) get it right up (laughs) you take all that bitterness with you (laughs) Uh, fun times now it's changing gears we get to the good part recruitment yeah Yeah. part of the podcast
0: (laughs) I mean, I, I love this. I love talking about like transfer speculation because it's all rubbish. It's all <laughs> it's all just chucked out nonsense. But it's what I genuinely passionately love. Just, <laughs> just let, let's chuck a bunch of shit on the wall
1: and see what sticks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because let's be honest, when so ex- if and when they start buying players, it's gonna be people we've never heard of. It ain't gonna be all these. Oh, I've heard of him. He plays for Peterborough. Mm, yeah, maybe. Nah, it's not gonna be these. Least...
1: But anyway, it's, we'll crack we're crack We're not gonna get that Ivan Tony bloke. They won fifteen <laughs> million for him. I mean, get out of here. So, it's, so realistically, players leaving. We all know about Jozo. We know Johnny Hayes has left. We know Calvin Miller's left. Yep. Um, there's been a couple of others i will just gone on blank on. Um, those are the only ones that I knew. They're the main ones. There's a couple of you things. Um, that Liam Burt, he's apparently leaving after yeah, but, one year at the club, but no big deal there.
0: Yeah, because so he was, was yeah, dramatically
1: amazing, the amazing winner here. No, he was heaps. He was amazing. And I'm like, realistically, I don't think those players leaving, well, I don't really think we're going to miss much because we've got, like, Afalabi coming back. We've got O'Connor coming back from loan. We've got, you know, good old Jack Hendry coming back from loan at Melbourne City for two games, (laughs) didn't he? And he's probably going to get loaned out again. So we've got players coming back into that squad as well. Um, It'll be interesting to see what we do, who we're going to loan out, because, yeah, I reckon Jack Hendry will get loaned out again. The rumors are Shveds going to get loaned out.
0: Yeah, which um, I don't know how I feel about that because I do think he's going to be a good player and I do think he, maybe he does need um, the Christie treatment. Maybe I, I I actually really think he needs to go to an English speaking club. I think that's really, really important if, if we're to believe all the stuff behind uh, why he's not playing and it's been a language problem. Then he needs to go somewhere where he'll guaranteed games, maybe not a whole season, but he's gonna get to, be, you know, to play games, get nine minutes, but also where he gets to speak English and practice English. Maybe even at an English club, because maybe it's hard enough learning a second language, but Scottish might be even harder. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, like.
1: Yeah, so, so that that was my thoughts as well. Like for me with him, I think if you're looking at it going, if you've got Forster on the right wing. And then you've got... Forster. Not Forster, fuck Forrest. Apparently. Yeah, Jesus. No, yeah. I was looking at the wrong one. The wrong list, yeah. Hey, that would have been amazing.
0: Somebody... He could play it. He could do it. He could. He'd do anything, yeah. The guy's a magician, but, you know.
1: <laughs> no. Jamesy, on the right. We... Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a force. would be like a bloody tree trunk running down the wing. <laughs> You'd want you, you a seatbelt on your on your chair in the, in the yeah, seat would... fuck... yeah. yeah, anyway the Yeah. Anyway. Jamesy, you got Jamesy playing in that right that right wing. Now, if you're gonna have the choice between Shved or say as he, as backup or playing with Karamoko in that role, mm. I'd be putting Karamoko there because first of all, he's coming to that age where he's gonna have like 18 months left on his deal, so you're gonna to want to give him a run a few games so then you can make him want to actually stay, see his developing, getting into the first team, and you know sign a new contract. And then also on the back of that, well, Shred needs to go out. I, I'd say I would have learned about the like Johnson, or a, even a Mahibs or someone like that in Scotland, and just let him play and just get a ninety minutes a week.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's kind. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Maybe even just de- the, rumor is is gonna go
1: enemies, yeah. the rumor is he's going to go back. The rumor is he's going to go back out to Ukraine. Like, what's the point? Yeah,
0: Seriously. no, see, and and that I don't understand. And I actually, and I, I think if Celtic are going to do that, then. If that happens, then sell him. Cut your losses and sell him because there's absolutely no. But po- I actually think he come out and said he doesn't want to do that either. Yeah. So I don't think that I don't think that's going to happen. We
1: see um, it all, but- the, all the time over here in the A League. Like you get clubs, they sign a player, they send them overseas, they go overseas for a year or two, and then it's like oh, they're not cutting it there, so I'll come back to the A-League, and then it's, we call the carousel, they just bounce around between clubs in the A-League. They'll sign here, they'll go, they'll come back on loan, they'll go overseas, they'll come back on loan. And it's like, if he's yeah. in the same situation where he's constantly going home to the Ukraine, he's never going to develop, he's never going to grow and develop that nope. and go to that level he should, because he's, he's clearly a talented player. He is. And I think we should...
0: Give him the opportunity. I mean, I, I, I from seeing him so very briefly, I saw why we took a risk on him. He 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 moves. He understands the game very well. He reads the game well. His his movement is good, and he can, can clearly hit a ball hot, like well. So I think we I think there's an opportunity there to have a good player. We just need to be able to nurture it well. Yes. do I think Celtic so. know what they're doing yeah, more than I diff- do anyway
1: there's different levels like you have a look at when we signed Christie. you mentioned him before he came to Celtic he did alright for a few games but he needed to go and fill out and toughen up a bit
0: yeah that's part of what Schved needs to do also
1: it's the exact same thing for him but he's got to do that on top of learning to play in a country that doesn't speak the he's used to so yeah Christ I mean and that's a really big ask so we might not ever get what we want
0: out of him it might it might be one of those that just you know you know falls behind because of all of that but if we can Celtic's very good at doing that nurturing young talent it will happen i feel like it will and i, I totally agree with you with karamoko i think uh i actually think we're going to extend his contract i know we're talking like i think he's got like 18 months a year left. Um, there is zero chance that we're leaving a year on Karamoko Dembele's contract. Because if anything, what we're going to do is give him five, six-year contract, play him for a couple of years, and hopefully make an absolute boatload on when he goes away to bloody, I don't know, AC Milan or something.
1: Yeah, well, it's one of the Golden Ball nominees this year, and he's barely even played in our first team. Golden Boy won, so...
0: Every, show, every Celtic is a Golden Boy... That's the first thing. Second thing, he's an absolute class player. So, of course, he's going to be nominated.
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny, though, when you look at that list. You've got guys like Jadon Sancho, Reina. You've got, like, three guys over at Dortmund, at Harling. And then you've got all these other guys who are dominating in the Champions League and stuff. And then i look at it Aguero.
0: Go, oh. uh, who else was it? Raheem um, Sterling. Some b- bloody big players that yeah. have been nominated and won this thing
1: and then you look at this year where the guys are, who are in it and I'm looking at him, he's doing the Champions League Champions League Champions League Europa League dominating and then Karamoko, his only appearance in Europe was away to Cluj so it's like yeah. he's got a bright future I'm not trying to play it down or anything but yeah he's yeah, won, no. he's one for the future with us but James is yeah. not going to lose that spot on the right wing no. however it will open up the the next thing is areas we need to strengthen Well, we do need to strengthen on the left wing. So either we sign, say, Jordan Ibe, who we've been linked with, and play him on that left wing, or is Jamesy going to make that move across to the left, and then it's going to open up more spots for Karamoko, and also the potential return.
0: Under no circumstances do I want James Forrest to move over to the left wing, because he is just absolutely shit there. It's it's just not his position. I I I also think that Forrest gets better with competition, and I think that will even be true with fan pressure. So even if Dembélé is not where Jamesy is, like in in like sort of the development wise, the fact that he's sitting on the bench ready to go, Celtic fans are desperate to see him. The only way that you know. Jamesy's going to keep his spot is if he plays well. Um, that's how you get the most out of James Forrest. It's kind
1: of so what, it's like when we had Paddy Paddy Roberts there. Exactly the that. same. That was how they got. Those two were just on fire. You can only imagine what the battles were like. And that's probably why, as well. I'm going to say that's why I think Tierney developed so much as well. When you, you're defending in training, then you're going to have either, you know, you know Jamesy running at you in training, or you're going to have Paddy running at you in training. It's going to make you develop.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, and 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 then and then you have to look at like when Forrest wasn't playing, and think of some of the games where um, Paddy Roberts was just sensational in so the Anderlecht away in the Champions League. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it, it's good to have another um, right midfielder that is good to go, ready to go, and you can trust because um, because it, it wingers, wingers and um, you know wide players. They're, it's a t- it's a tiring and tough position, so they're not going to play every single game. Did Forrest play every single game last season? You played too many games. I think I would. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Too many. I don't. I can't think of anyone who. Oh, did Christie go up there a couple of? Yeah, Christie
1: went. Christy went wide left a couple of times. Went wide right a few times as well. But yeah, for me, I don't. Other than say Kelmac in the middle, even he's playing too many games. So it's like. Yeah, we got we're playing sixty odd games a season usually, and I don't think any guy who plays more than say 40, 50 games a year, we're not going to get the best out of. We'll burn him out. So I'd rather I'd rather have him on fire for forty five games a year than have him playing sixty games a year and playing I, I slightly a slightly lower standard.
0: I mean, there's a, there's also a, I 100% agree with that, right? However, there is also the element of like, um you know, we have some of the best sports scientists in the world. We have the best um, physios and we have a really good manager. Well, I best one of the best managers and all that. Um, if if they think Cal Mac is fit and not fatigued and ready to go, but he's been playing 59 games and, so I would well, not put him on. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not not going to put him on because, oh wait, you can't, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't play him too many games because he might get tired. Like, if the dude says he's fit and he ain't tired and all of his, you know, tests and stuff, is Um, hit tests and beep all that bloody stuff and if that's all like normal then play him
1: yeah i'm not saying not to but what i'm getting at is i just don't want he's getting there what is he 27 now kelmac oh jesus Uh, i don't know (laughs) yeah i think i I read the other day he's 20 like james is 29 this in next week and kelmac's 27 this week or something like that so Look, okay, he's, he's no spring Look, chicken anymore. Like he's not like he's 24 or whatever, and he can do that's
0: that. That's very true. And
1: also, the the last player, just the a player, first player popped into my head who played was playing 50 plus games a year at the similar sort of age, season after season after season after season, when he turned 25, whatever, uh, 26, whatever, he's fell off a cliff. Michael Owen. Have a look at his injury history he had towards the end of his career. It's true. That's true. That's what I'm thinking of. Like, I'm not saying don't do it. If all the sports science is saying he's fine to do that and he's in a different position and all that sort of stuff, that's fine. But I don't want Cal Mac to suffer with a shorter career in the same way Michael Owen ended up for that yeah. exact reason.
0: That, that, and that's very true. At the end of the day, you just want the best out of Cal Mac and for Cal Mac, So... Um, yeah, I mean, just anybody, anybody else. We've got a really packed, talented midfield right now. You don't have to play Callum McGregor every single game. You can be, we can be confident when uh, the champ comes in and plays that role. I think the champ plays a bit better up,
1: like, further up, but whatever. You know what I mean. Well, you look at it. We've got that many different midfielders. If we're playing four games a fortnight, play them in three of them, give them a game off, rotate it. Because you've got Bruni, you've got Kalmak, you've got Encham, you've got Sorrow, you've got your McGregor's back. Yeah. Adam no, McGregor, you and Henderson's back. Yeah. Then you've got um, who good, else was good it? Good player. So there's there's six players there for two spots. Mm. Yeah. Right. And then Christie can even drop in there if you need him as well. Yep. And that's not even getting into Luca Con- Connell territory as well. So that's nine. before any player acquisition. Exactly. So there's nine players there. That's yep. why I said earlier in the podcast, if we're going to let anyone go, any big sale out of anyone, it would be in Cham because he's in that, that rotation. Yep. For two yeah, spots, yeah. you've got eight or nine players. Like We don't even need to sign anyone there. So Absolutely. There's more than enough depth there that we're not going to lose anything if you do rest him once a fortnight.
0: Yep, I agree, 100%. We're
1: not, at, we're not. Yeah, if you look at the wingers, it's a whole other story. We're, the yeah. joke with the rat was, we've got two thousand wingers or something like that.
0: Yeah, and Christ, we, we're not in that position anymore, are we? They're
1: <laughs> no, all gone. Not at all. We've got what do we got? Probably Mikey, who's injured. Oh, I think he's probably he's probably going to be back by the time the season starts. So. Yeah, so Mikey's out at the moment. Then you, so on the left wing. All we have is Mikey. Oh, zani has gone oh um, shit that's so true Al- Alanusi's gone then you're looking at over on the right would probably Forest. go on loan you got Forrest you got Karamoko so the right wing seems to be okay yeah but, but again Karamoko well, I want him to play in Turner he might not step up yeah no he's he's young that's the thing so the last thing is you don't know if you can count on him but at the same time you're not going to know unless you throw him in there for a few games.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it'd be fine.
1: But... And where I'm saying about you rotate guys in every like once a fortnight sort of thing, if you bring him in for Jamesy, Jamesy plays three games, he comes in for one, and you mm-hmm. pick the game. You, say if you've got two league games and two games in Europe, and one of the league games is against St. Johnston, and the other one's against, say, Aberdeen, you'll play a yeah. like St. Johnston game. Yeah. They'll kick lumps out of him, it'll toughen him up, and he'll learn some lessons from it what was that game he played I don't think the belly's got a
0: problem with like toughening up because <laughs> there was a game there was a game it might have been the last game
1: yeah the hearts game last year
0: yeah it was wasn't it yeah where, where was it Hickey I think it was Hickey that went through him and then he just sort of like slid on his knees and then jumped back on his feet and just kept running I thought was that Hickey yeah, or was that
1: Christoph Berra who took him out
0: I think it was Hickey because
1: I remember it was a yeah. young lad that yeah. also sort of yeah it would have been Hickey at left back because he was playing yeah. right, right mid yeah Jesus, yeah, he's a tough little boy Yeah, so get him yeah. out there, give him a run But what's the worst that can happen? Even play him in that Aberdeen game if you want Because look what happened with Frimpong when he debuted there
0: Yeah, ex- no, exactly You'll never I know just,
1: unless you play him, so I don't know, like a Frimmers and
0: like a Kara <laughs> Right side Christ, man,
1: that'd be bloody good That'd be a dangerous pairing you know what we need to do? We need to get some Smurf uniforms for him because they're both tiny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. So, I mean, talking about Hickey, what do you think about that
1: rumour? Yeah, with the left-back position, I think it's all going to depend on what we do with Ball and golly. Yeah,
0: because
1: true. Is Lenny going to play Ball and golly? If he is, then I don't think we need to strengthen at left-back because Taylor and Bolongoli, I think, are good enough. Um... If, yeah, if he's not going to play Bolongoli, Hickey would be a good backup to have, and to rotate him in like that once a fortnight sort of thing as well. But is he going to want to go from playing week in week out in the league to being a backup at his age, where the young well, kids need to play?
0: Play, yeah. I, I, if right. So I, I, I agree. I think it kind of. Hinges on whether Bully's, you know, getting pushed pushed away or. I actually don't think we'll sell him straight away. I think he's going to be one of those that just sort of sticks to the club and then, you know, he's going to be like a Marvin Comper. Do you remember him?
1: Um, Dirk Burger.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. One of those that just sort of always always around, and always taking a paycheck. But anyway, so I actually think if Bully gets pushed away. I think if he if we Hickey, he could really push to be first team. And I think he's in that age bracket where, you know, he, he he probably still has a lot of learning to do, um like you know, with the stuff like when you go and when you don't and all of that stuff that's just normal with young um wing backs or like um full backs. Um but no I do, I think he could probably push to to, to be playing every single game. And then having Taylor as the, you know, the the more um, reliable option if you needed Like, look, we're going up against Aberdeen or look, it's Europa League and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Which even that, even that actually saying that out loud still puts a little bit of the fear in me to have Taylor as the reliable option. We need to buy big
1: left back. <laughs> nah, I'll look at it and go, OK, it's kind of the balance that we had it with um Tierney and Lustig. So Tierney was the swashbuckling, go forward and basically another attacker, and Lustig could just drop in and stay at home and be the extra defender. So yeah, it would I'm be a... it'd be Do like just... at the moment you had Frimpong just up and down attacking on the right, so you have Taylor as that stay at home defender on the left. So it balances if you're gonna have two wing backs both getting up there in Hickey and Frimpong or Bolongoli and Frimpong you're going to possibly Bruni's going to have to drop into the middle there and help out or you're going to have to play a back 3 to cover off the space that they'll leave behind doing that
0: yeah yeah dude do, 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 uh, do you ever watch tifo football no it's like it's like these it's like these football analysts that do these sort of like info uh, videos. They've got Facebook groups, uh, Facebook pages and all that stuff. They're really good. They did one on Celtic, right? And they did all this, like, um, analysis of when – it was when Tierney and Lustig were the, you know, the fullbacks. And, and they said that it was incredibly um, unconventional, the style of football Celtic play, where they do have that – they push the fullback right up, and then Lustig sort of slots in as a three. But then they did all this stuff, and they said that – Against the right type of teams, it can be really deadly. But then it's also really susceptible to counterattacks. I think that kind of did sum up that team when Tierney Lister grew in. So I think you're absolutely right. If you had like an El Hamid and a Hickey as the options, and you had that type of same sort of like uh, lopsided uh, attack against the right type of
1: opposition, I do think it actually really work I do think it really work it was a weird formation because it was like defensively we were playing a four at the back but then in attack it was a three at the back and an extra yeah runner, an extra winger yeah. that's why it worked well with Scott Sinclair on the left wing because he's a left winger who likes to come inside on his right foot so you yep. had Tierney overlapping him playing to the byline you had Sinclair coming inside so they wouldn't get in each other's way
0: yeah 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 absolutely it did work really well um so, if, if we could do that again, I don't know if that's Lennon's style, to be fair. He wants everyone attacking all the bloody time. Go, 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 go. Um, so, I reckon it's more likely to have two big lumps of defenders, two really
1: quick fullbacks and, and all of that stuff. Depends on the and, formation. If he's going to go with the, yeah. to the back again with the wing backs, then you can get away with it and play them both together. If you're going to play with four at the back, then you want to try and do what we're talking about. We have that balance. Yep. Totally agree. But yeah, Hickey, Um, another thing with him, with we got him over as, as a youth. He played for a bit, then he let, went back to Hearts, and I don't blame him for going back there, because well, at that time, we had his Aguirre in front of him, we had Tierney in front of him, um, we even had Calvin Miller in front of him, so he would have been fourth, fifth string Oh, Daniel Church even as well. So he would have been that far down the list. Like, why would you bother? So you look at it yeah. and go, is he going to be... If we bring Hickey in to challenge for the number one spot, if golly was to leave, okay, it makes sense. If he's going to be for a back, full-time backup spot, I've been a massive fan of Church when I've seen him play in the youth. So if you're not going to bring Hickey in to actually play flat out, I'd rather say... He was not going to get in the squad. There's no point. It's going to stifle his development. I'd rather bring through Hickey, not Hickey, bring through Church, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I do think we need to – well, we do. So it's good for like, bringing in, you know,
1: youth when it's right and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's a a tough one at the the full-backs, full-back positions.
1: And then you look at centre-back position needs strengthening, definitely, especially with Jozo and – Hell, Yeah. 100%. Depends on the formation we're going to play because I'm looking at it going, okay, are we going to play a three at the back? Because if we're playing three at the back, then we probably need two centre backs. If we are going to play a two, well, we could play with, we could actually get away with only getting one and play Alhamed as the right centre back.
0: And I think that would do really well. Don't get me wrong. But if we're going to be playing El Hamid some games in right back some games as right centre back then there's a good chance he's getting injured right that's a, that's always a possibility so then and then who do we have I, I'm really worried about centre backs to be fair because if I is off that leaves us with El Hamid and Julian as the only first team centre backs that we've got right now am I right and bit on if we and yeah and bit on Biton's
1: a backup,
0: so Biton is it now plays our backup. And that's not somebody you want to rely on. That's somebody who's the backup.
1: There's a guy playing in um Belgium who a Serbian guy is like six foot seven, like get him in. Oh yeah, that could teach, like that, yeah. I, I watched some um some footage of him on YouTube as you know, we all do when we're linked to someone and I'm like it's just another one of those hard bastards from down the Balkans. I'm like Imagine having a back line of playing three at the back. If you keep Ayer, even you've got six foot four Ayer or whatever it is, or six foot five Ayer, six foot six Julian, six foot seven Vukic as your three centre backs, and then you manage to keep uh, you manage to keep Fraser, keep him in goal at six foot seven as well. We could have a bloody basketball team with all this height. If we get scored against, if we had that and we got scored against with a header at all off a corner during the season I would yeah, sorry, just Rob. be I'd just be like what are we doing
0: 100% 100% it, and that would be like we're not doing we're not focusing that on training
1: yeah I'd be like get to the training board get in practice yeah yeah
0: just I mean with something like all this shit with fucking set pieces both ends
1: like defending and attacking them we're a lot better this year, to be honest with you. I mean, we have. I, I think we have that, been. I think Damien Duff did it. had a lot to do with that because he was like corner taker, you know, for Chelsea and Newcastle and all those clubs. And I think that had a bit to do with it. So it would be interesting to see if we go back to, you know, situation normal without mm. him being there or, or have I misread the situation?
0: Yeah, Lennon's not going to let that happen. I, Lennon's not. He's not an idiot. He's not thick. He'll, yeah, he'll, he he'll he knows. If Serg fans pick something up, he's already thought about that two, two three weeks before. He's, do you know what I mean? Like he, He'll recognise that that's we need to keep. That's actually why he keeps buying big, bloody, tall defenders. Yeah, well, like, okay.
1: if we go back to his first stint, I don't want to actually give all the credit to, to Duff because his first stint, he had Daniel Mastorovic in there, big, huge head, tall centre back. We had right. Victor scoring corners as well. Yeah. So, and then even Virgil was scoring off with headers. So, yep. I mean, what? And Charlie Mulgrew, of all people, was scoring headers. Jesus. Yeah, right. So, okay. Let's just. Yeah, right. so we, it's, it's it, a Lenny sort of player.
0: It is. Definitely is. So then, like, at the other end of the pitch as well, centre forwards,
1: strikers. I don't think we need any.
0: Um. Do I think we need any? I think if, nah, I don't know. I I, I guess it kind of depends on
1: if uh, Kamala and Bayo come good. Yeah, but we've already got five, five, six strikers there that I'm looking at, just off the top of my head. We've got Edward. We've got Griff, Edward, Griff, We've got Bayo, Kamala Bayo. We have Afalabi coming back, who we had promised games to in first team games last season but then he got injured and then he went on loan yeah, so you've got oh, yeah. him there
0: <laughs> sorry about that
1: <laughs> and then you've also got he he kind of think I think he's a Lenny type of player you've got Aitchison but then you've also got Armstrong Echo Flex is he not centmid centre mid. he's a he plays the same sort of role that Griff does like if he goes forward he can play off someone yeah right look if you watch the youth games when he was playing alongside Afolabi Afolabi was the centre forward he was playing just off behind like the secondary striker slash attack yeah. and mid and ten rolls. like a so,
0: false false nine
1: sort of thing yeah so I don't know we've got plenty of options there we've got six seven players for I, really the two want, spots.
0: I really want I really want Flex to play lots of games just because I want to keep saying his name it's probably the best name ever on the face of this earth Armstrong Oko okay, flex that just sounds amazing
1: say that say that 10 times in a row when you're about 5 pints deep yeah. up
0: <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> it's gonna start being you know um, Armstrong you know weird flex but okay all of that stuff hey. <laughs> I
1: just wanna see what his um, celebration is does he score and then just like you know do a flex or something <laughs> to play his yeah. last name I don't know see what puns we can get out of it it'll be um yeah it'll be interesting so yeah, I, I, I honestly yeah. think I don't think we need anyone I think centre forward we're fine
0: um, it's interesting that we've been we've been linked now I know obviously media fucking mainstream Scottish football and all that or, you know Scottish um, media and stuff they they always link anybody with anybody because it you know people like me go oh that's amazing I'm going to click on that link and, blah, 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 and read all that stuff but you know we have been linked with quite a few and then and you know Ibe if he comes in he can play as potentially a centre forward but potentially a left wing you've got uh, Tony you know he's a traditional centre forward striker and you got Weisman as well Sean Weisman he works nice one. he went uh, uh Well, do you not reckon I mean he plays in the Bundesliga <laughs> I
1: kind of want him to come no, no, no. hold on a second he doesn't play in the Bundesliga
0: he plays in the Austrian Bundesliga is it the Austrian <laughs> there you go that makes way Sorry. more sense well then, he probably he should come then.
1: No, 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 because he's come out in the media like on the weekend and said, oh, I've, "I've heard that I've been rumoured with that, but I actually want to move to the Bundesliga in Germany oh, or, to, oh, yeah. or to the English Premier League." So he doesn't he doesn't want to come to Scotland. He want, he thinks he's better than that. So yeah. I don't so, want yeah. another John Gadetti situation. If it's, if that's what he's yeah. thinking, and with what we've already got at the club, jog on, son. You're not needed
0: yeah i mean what a stupid thing to say to be honest because you know like i want to be a millionaire and have like a bodybuilder's body but none of that's probably going to happen either mate if you're not good enough to go to the bundesliga you're not going to the bundesliga
1: yep exactly and i and so, i want yeah. to i, I want a buddy helicopter just because not because I'm going to use it, just because it would look mad in my driveway. So <laughs> yeah, but like not not on a not on a helipad, just no, sitting like, in my- just sitting in my driveway, because then people be like, "What the hell is this bloke? How much money does he have?" And it's like, <laughs> "No, I don't have money. I just have a helicopter." Yeah, It's yeah. like a Peter Griffin sort of stupidity thing there. But yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. That sounds great. Yeah. But, you know, it's a. I think realistically, going through the squad we've got, I think we're okay at right back. Because we've got O'Connor coming back, who can play central defensive midfield, he can play centre back, he can play right back. We've got Al Hamed, we've got Frimmers. We're sweet at right back, centre back we need to strengthen, left back depends on the ball and goalie situation. Left center, wing, centre mid we're fine. Left wing we need definitely need a signing there. Right wing, I think you we need, do with one. I think we need to figure out what we're gonna do with Shred before we look to sign anyone. Totally agree. The ten roll we're sweet with. We've got Rogic, we've got Christie, we've got Cham. we're good.
0: And we're good with we're we're good, good with us.
1: half We've left the elephant in the room till last. Goalkeeper. Christ, we have as well, I always forget that. Oh god
0: Christ, are we spending ten million? Oh, I don't I don't reckon we are. I d I, I I don't think it's happening now.
1: Ugh, as long as that's we don't. so annoying. As long as we don't bow to the pressure and sign Craig Gordon to that extension and let him go to St Mirren. Honestly, he his time's done. Um, I appreciate everything he's done for the club, but he's not a number yeah. one level for us. With what we're trying to go for next season, he's not at that level. So. No, he's not. Bane's a better keeper, I think,
0: than than Craig Gordon personally.
1: Bane's a better number two keeper. I don't. See him. I could happily have him go out there for two, three weeks and play the role, but I wouldn't want him being our long term number one.
0: No, 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 me neither. But if if you were to, um, you know, you, you had you had a choice between do you keep Craig Gordon or do you start playing Bane until we can sort out a keeper?
1: You play Bane. I'll be playing Bane. We, yeah. I, I don't think we need to keep Craig Gordon as well because I'm like, Bane is your second option or starting him until you sign someone's fine. We've got a full international already as a third stringer in Connor Hazard. We need yeah. to start bringing him through. Yeah. Because honestly, if we signed Forster as our full-time starter for say on a four-year deal or a five-year deal that'll get him to 34, 35 years old. When he moves on, it should be Connor Hazard ready to step into that role.
0: I agree. That's the totally. way I look
1: at it. We need to start getting him into that role and ready for that role. Yep. Um, get him working more with Stevie Woods, get him on the bench occasionally, get him involved in some cup squads. You know, bring him through that way. But Fraser is the guy we need. There's, we just, yeah. there's a lot of keepers out there who are available, but the rumour, Claudio Bravo from Man City, like, come on, man.
0: Hey, if we get Bravo...
1: I will be very happy. I his, might even say Bravo. His, his quality, I will say his quality, he's good, but he also has the bomb scare factor in him. It's Scottish football. It, it's, there's going to be no bloody
0: bomb scares with Claudio Bravo in goal. He will absolutely dominate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I got a reaction. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I'm just not a fan of Bravo. That's the thing. Like I've I've seen him play a few times. I he's good, yes, but I if I had the choice between him and Fraser Forster, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, every day of the week you are having Forster. Yeah, of course. I I I why why actually reckon happening right is Southampton is shitting it. Southampton's probably really struggling financially, and they're going. oh the Celtic are desperate for this dude because he's because he's you know cult hero and all that so we're going to chuck something silly out and we're going to pray to the gods that they're going to pay that and the thing is we're not idiots so we're going to quite quickly slap Southampton across the face and be like be serious and then when they start realising that nobody else is going to buy Forster star because he's your third choice keeper and only Celtic are going to be interested and force and force not interested in signing anybody else I guarantee that as well he's single minded on playing for Celtic or nobody um, I think they'll drop the price and I think they'll drop it not by much because I think they'll still try to be cheeky and they'll drop it to something like maybe 8.5 maybe eight. seven and a half, eight million. I reckon so, something, 8 million ar- something around that but that's I reasonable
1: like if they say 8 million then, but we'll pay half his wages for the remainder of his contract because he's on 70,000 quid down there a week we'll go, thank well, you
0: very much we'll be like
1: okay fine look I can understand if we're going to pay a couple of extra million on the transfer for them to cover a majority of that extra chunk of wage then that makes sense exactly and and you know whatever
0: forced us on social speculation if it's 60 grand a week that's that's millions of pounds freed up from Southampton so if they are in financial difficulties which I imagine a lot of teams are and premiership teams then and and he's the third choice. Then that's you know frees up a lot of money for them and helps them financially. And and we are only happy to facilitate that help by taking Forster and signing the absolute beast, the grand water is Fraser Forster. All well, we'll I have to say is
1: the other thing we can turn to Southampton and say is, do you really want this production line of talent you've been signing from us for the last decade to stop? Like, well, I mean, yeah. Four yeah, stuff, yeah we... Wanyama, Virgil, Armstrong do they really yeah. want to not be able to even knock on our door and talk about a player because if they piss our guys off it'll be like the whole situation we got with Hibs where we used to loan guys to Hibs all the time and then since the whole John McGinn thing we just have not loaned a single player to them yeah, they, they cut exactly. their nose off despite spite their face there so uh, do they really want to do that as well? exactly but however I will throw out one ideal candidate for that goalkeeper position if Forster doesn't happen and it's not Claudio Bravo
0: Okay. Okay.
1: this is a player we haven't been linked with in the media but I have not forgotten you goalkeeper from Copenhagen Copenhagen goalkeeper the guy who knocked us out in the uh, in the Europa Uh, league their uh, goalkeeper was quality I can't remember his name but he was quality let mean,
0: look out quick yeah do you know what I've probably mentally blocked that game out because that was uh, all, both as well that game but yeah I I I hate that game <laughs> with a passion i look look I'll see what his name is I'm
1: looking at up yeah. now as well yeah let's
0: have a look oh well, they have a few to be fair is
1: it is it Carl Johan Jonsson
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Get him Johnson. in. Yo, Jonson. Yeah, get him in. Look at him. He's 30 years
0: old, foot two. Oh, Jesus. It looks a little bit like he's done some weird crimes in his past, and this is him sort of like rehabilitating himself as a football player.
1: <laughs> yep. But I'd say I'd, I, I thought he'd be a handy signing. I was impressed with him. I don't want to go down the Rangers path of you know we sign players from the teams that knock us out in Europe or we knock out in Europe. So the way they signed Barisic and Kadic from a team that they met in Europe, that would be uh, an interesting one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Look, I mean, goalkeepers is obviously one. I think that's going to be our priority, right? I think we're gonna. I think I think we're gonna. I actually think we're gonna spend relatively big this transfer market. But in actuality, it's going to appear low because of the current condition and how the whole transfer market is going to drop in price and stuff. That's like already happened. That's already like, you know, everyone's saying that that's what's going to continue for a bit. So I reckon we're going to spend anywhere between... Jesus, I'm going to say anywhere between 10 and $14 million. I think we're going to buy anywhere between four to six players. I don't think all of them are going to be first team players, but I think we're going to buy a goalkeeper. I think we're going to buy at least one center back. I think we're going to buy at least one right winger. And I think we're going to buy two left
1: wingers. And are we going to need to sign a left back or not?
0: I, 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 I think we, I personally think we do. i don't think we will though. I would. I think Hickey might be one in my in that category that I just said that might come in and not be a first team player. We might buy him for like a million and million and a half, and he might not come in straight away. He might have to, you know, play a couple of games and then eventually become our first team player. But um, I, I, unless we, it, that completely hinges on do we get rid of Golly or not, and then we will buy another left back.
1: Because you know what I'm looking forward to. It's going to sound really funny, but. I'm looking forward to the rumours of Paddy Roberts returning, and I'm also <laughs> looking forward to the rumours of if we need a left back, and you Google his name and go to images, us being linked to Berger Melling from Rosenberg again because when you go to him and Google images and you look, the first four pictures of him playing are all are the first of the first five pictures for immigrant Celtic. So yeah, uh, I don't James, think he's
0: a good player. I don't think he's James so
1: there's James Jamesy Forrest skinning him. There's him tackling yeah. Forrest there's forest smacking him for a nice tackle and then there's him tripping over al <laughs> yeah, There you go. al yeah. sorry, it was uh,
0: Lustig. Lustig, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, not <laughs> so equality. Good player and um, I think he's... He might. I don't think he'll ever move on, but um,
1: yeah. It's just the, well, on, the ongoing story. Let's see those rumours is bouncing around again. Let's see how long it takes for that to be... Uh, i tell you the maddest <laughs> one I saw with left back, right? <laughs> it was Tierney on loan. Yeah,
0: come uh, back for the 10. Hey, look, if that happens, I will have the biggest grin in the world. But <laughs> Arsenal are more likely to offload him than to loan him out to, to Celtic. Especially Celtic. They'll want, they'll want Tierney to go to a big club. And get first in football I don't obviously like, one minute on big I mean like AC Milan I mean like Juventus I mean you know anybody else that isn't Arsenal and doesn't have to pay his 400% wages
1: yeah. they won't learn about it so it won't happen but that's a funny one as well it's just silly season let's see what what silly rumours can happen yeah yeah oh, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to
0: it is, it is, and do you know what we were saying this before? I'm just so looking forward to the season starting again. Like it's, I, I think we're kind of getting closer.
1: we you know,
0: where, when did we? Is it July? They've said it's coming back. Am I being like optimistic wow, there?
1: Start of August. So, oh, okay, right. It's well, training even, for the rest of this month in groups of five. So morning, lunch, evening. So it's good to see the boys back training looking at those shocking heads of hair. Bruni looks so much younger with hair. Oh,
0: holy Christ. He sure. do, does. <laughs> and I actually
1: saw the joke online where he was like, I'll bring back the red mohawk for charity. I'm like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ, when I was a kid, that was the, the biggest thing. <laughs> you know, like when it was um,
0: like Scruff day and you, were wearing, you weren't wearing uniform and everyone had like mohawks and spade them red and stuff.
1: Christ. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, just to see that, and then we've got the the kit launch in start of July because the new hey, the new balance yeah. deal ends in um end of June, so we've That's got that right. to look forward to. We
0: some ha- absolute belters there as well. Even if you like some of the speculative, maybe they are, maybe they're not. Um, still look cracking, I think.
1: Saw so the uh, ones that were on. The usual, the usual Leaks place was spot on with the Adidas stuff, and there was a picture of it mixed in with all the Bayern Munich and the events yep. tops and all that. That looks, just take my money, to quote the case, yeah. say, yeah, shut up and take my money. Just Yeah, with the golds, yeah. their collar. Christ, it's it like, how, how much do you want? Okay, cool. Here you go. Yeah. Take it all. That's all good. Just yeah. take my money. There you go. The club will make some money on the uh, merch this year anyway, without Adidas coming on, so they so we'll fix some of that revenue stream we touched on earlier. Hundred percent. And then there's that away that third kit, the black one, with the yeah, I like with it. The, with the strange logo. They're just like a lime, like
0: a lime, yeah, like a lime green rather yeah. than
1: like a you know, forest green or whatever. But it is. But it's not our um, not our normal logo. It's just like a, a shamrock. And when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, that looks weird. And then I saw the picture of it on Eddie with the DAFA bed on it and everything. Like, okay, Looked brilliant, didn't okay. it? That looks amazing. And yeah, the reason I didn't like it at first is. I thought the shamrock on there I was like it looked a little too Panathinaikos for me. Yeah, yeah, no, they've I get got, that. They've got the three the three leaf one, so I was a little bit, hmm, is that for us or not? And then you see Eddie in it, I'm like, okay, got ya. That looks alright. Yeah, right. and we've just, done that. We've done it before with the club badge, you know, changed it yeah. up and
0: done, you know, we've done the the Celtic crush and stuff and
1: you know no no complaints about it i just thought it was a bit weird at first look but then the more i see it it's grown on me so that's good
0: it's not gray and it's not pink so it's a winner (laughs) (laughs) you can't can't really go wrong (laughs) if you don't do it gray or
1: pink you know who i feel bad for with that top everyone who bought it because we never wore the damn thing
0: i know i know I mean, like, Christ, well, why? You couldn't. Second you put that on, you, you would have want. you just you take one look at it you'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm just going to go out my skin because I'm not wearing this, this is well, shit.
1: I saw Bruni put it on when he was modeling it or something, and I looked at him and thought, nah, that looks like he's just wearing, looks like a grandpa top. You know, when when you're a kid, your grandpa's sitting there, and he's got, like, a grey, grey, like, jumper on and tracksuit pants and moccasins and stuff like that, and I'm just like... Yep. Yeah, that looks like if my granddad was wearing a football top, it would probably be that one with his exactly. with his, his mocos and his trackies. I think um i forget who my uncle my cousin said this and i think it was ex- absolutely
0: perfect it looks like what's happened is it used to be white but then you've chucked it in the wash with like maybe a black top or some old gray sock or something and it's turned the white like that really shitty gray and it's, that, that's it now it's stained that color forever and you just you have to put up with it, and <laughs> it
1: was <the laughs> old, it was the old man united gray from back in the 90s in like 92 or something like that yeah, yep. but that looked class
0: because it was it was like absolute the same colour, right? But it was it was the big ugly stripe they had in the middle as well. God,
1: it, the Man just, United one looked okay because they wore black shorts with it, so it was contrast. It, well,
0: yeah, no, exactly, but it, like there was no breaking up of like the the shirt colour. Do you know what I mean? So it looked yeah. quite smart, but
1: but nah, this I, it was the fluoro pink V. I'm like, come on. Uh,
0: man. Yeah. It, I, I, somebody said online that it looked like what, uh, club. Uh, you're on FIFA or something, and you you know you just quickly make one of the strips. That's exactly what it was like. It was like EA's own version of a club strip.
1: Yeah, it's just random. Hit random kit, make bang. Yep. Okay, that's play. Gray,
0: pink, triangle in the middle. Boom. There you go.
1: No. Yeah. I could have done that. I'm glad but, that we left New Balance because okay, the only thing I liked about New Balance kits were the the Invincible Season ones, the, yeah. all those kits were all amazing, but even they had problems with the numbers and the, the gold on them all fading to, go, to a brown colour after one or two washes. So,
0: yeah, uh, I, I'm lucky I never had that with my ones, um, but I know a lot of people had problems, even like putting it through the wash once, you order the because the, it wasn't embroidered badges, was it? It was all sort of that like... That was all pressed on. Pressed on, and they were all peeling off and stuff, and it's like...
1: Yeah, one of my friends got me me one when they were over. They went to the the superstore and got me one with like broom, brown aid on it, and got all the badges and stuff like that, which was great. And then by that point, I'd already heard that people were having problems washing them, so I've only ever cold washed them, just hung it up inside. So mine's still pristine, but yeah, I know people who have washed them, hung them outside on a clothesline for like an hour, and they've come in and all the it's all cup, peeled off. everything's peeled off or it's faded or whatever. So. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad that we see the back of New Balance. Yeah. And,
0: uh, well, yeah. we're onto bet, we're onto new and better things now. Adidas is a big brand, We're part yeah. of the elite club now.
1: We're in the uh, we're in the big leagues now. We are indeed. We always were. It's
0: yeah. just now it's like international recognition, isn't it? Everyone else is caught up with us.
1: It's not yeah. the other way around. They've been welcome to the party. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So you got anything else, for you? want to touch on about the recruitment at all or kits or anything like that or i'm just looking forward to the new kits being launched
0: yeah yeah me too i will be probably buying them all like i normally do i actually spent quite a lot of money this year on um classic strips so i have some of the old like really you know the umbro ones and um you know the cr smith ones and stuff because i don't know if you saw this but um there was like a pop-up Sports memorabilia thing that happened in um, East End of Glasgow.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's sort of, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and it like it was it was really weird actually. It was like above a one of these sneaker, you know, you take your trainers in and they clean them,
1: and that was the classic football shirts pop up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly
0: what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was it was brilliant. And what was I mean? It was kind of weird because you had <laughs> you hadn't there was no troubles, but there was like. The Celtic half, and then there was the Rangers half, and it was kind of weird, like perusing the old classic tops. You know, you're looking up, you need a big glass on top, it's like, yeah, that's glass. And someone across from you has got like, you know, a flow topping, like, oh, this is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> we should have separate rooms or separate buildings. What are you doing on the East End, first of all? Piss off. <laughs> you know, like, it's all that stuff, like. Yeah, it was weird, but then they had all the like the other you know big classic ones, you yeah, know you know Atalanta and Arsenal tip tops and Brazil and Northern Ireland tops and all that stuff. So it was yeah, it was good, it was good. So I I think I spent something like two hundred quid over a couple of weeks just buying fucking whatever I could. It was good, yeah. So I'll probably buy a couple of the new tops, but I probably won't go mad and buy all of the tops that I normally do. Yeah,
1: I've got the problem with uh, the old longer wingspan than my height so fight that yeah. actually fix properly is a big issue so uh, that's one thing that New Balance was good for they're not nice roomy tops uh, I know Adidas because my local club over here is with Adidas I know they fit good so I'm looking forward to it and then Adidas, the thing that comes with that is not just the tops but it's the training tops, the zip up jackets the rain jackets, yeah. all that extra stuff that comes with it I could really just do a number
0: yeah that's i'm the exact same yeah you have to kind of go easy because you end up spending quite a lot of money but i mean at the end of the day that like I, I normally wear a soic top for just casual do you know what i mean like if i'm just walking out about town like i don't have to wear it for a special occasion i'll just stick it on so it's kind of like you're just buying clothes anyway but. yeah i
1: look at it and of go the Celtic top gets worn when i'm taking the dog for a walk or a run so
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah well, what, that it makes, makes me nice. really quicker Yeah, yeah, because you're in your
0: sports top, so off you go, yeah. Ah, it's
1: because we're a winner, so you know. Yeah,
0: true, can't go that, and they're just, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, quite, okay. I quite like I quite like the, the whole thing where it's happened, to me, it's happened to me in Brisbane, it's happened to me in Melbourne, it's happened to me recently in Sydney. You stick your Celtic top on and you just go out, right? And then all of a sudden, other pe- you start noticing other people with Celtic tops and you, you know, you're know you getting the big thumbs up and you're like, you're a, you're a champ, how are you doing it? <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, you, you never noticed them before. The second you got your Celtic top on, you start seeing the, the old family everywhere, you know what I mean?
1: Because yeah, we're everywhere. It's great like
0: that. It is. I love it. I don't know if any other clubs are like that, but we're the best. So
1: that's all that, that all matters. Absolutely. Uh, I'll just finish off one last thing for the podcast. The uh, Huddle Down Under that was going to be held in Melbourne this year, which was put off because of COVID. It's been rescheduled for in uh, the Labor the Labor Day long weekend in Melbourne in March next year. So Yeah, March, yeah. There will be details. I'll share that around our Facebook and everything as well. I've already shared it, but... When more details are available, we'll keep sharing that around to any Celtic fans and that are keen to come along and, you know, have a bit of a sing-song and a bit of a party with the uh, CSC down here in Melbourne. Well, uh, yeah, get on board.
0: Hell yeah, I'll be coming to that. That sounds brilliant. Nice. I've been looking for. I was. It's, a, it's gotten that it got cancelled this year, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we had
1: uh, Kevin coming over from the Sing Teams. He was all booked to come over, so there's a shout-out for you, Kev. If you... Uh, can rebook it or get downy mate yeah come back kev yeah oh good all right then guys everyone stay safe and uh looking forward to silly season seeing the rumors getting in rolling it out until we get to start of july see the adidas kits and bring on the tender O season i can't wait hell hell
0: sports social
1: podcast network okay round two name something
0: that's not boring